Chris's heart and Dominic Steele. And can we redeem Halloween with Craig Roberts and Christian Young? Could a church building be covered in cobwebs and used as an invitation to come in? How should Christians respond to customs, traditions and stories that have associations with false religions, demonic powers and evil? Is it all about the occult and to be avoided at all costs? Or is it kids, funny outfits and junk food? What should the posture of our church be? Craig Roberts is the CEO of Sydney's Anglican Youth Works and the former minister of Neutral Bay Anglican Church. Christian Young is a director of student and community care at Sydney Missionary and Bible College. I'll put my cards on the table first. I've never done anything about Halloween. I've had my head firmly in the sand, but it's coming up again this October. And I was walking around the suburb last Halloween and amazed at the community engagement. And I just wanted to think, is it redeemable? Uh, Christian, can we start with your pastor's heart? Why would you say engage it all rather than just let it all go past? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess um, many years ago, my husband and I have been um, in ministry in Lithgow for a long time. Mm. And for many years, we were in the let's just forget it's happening Mm -hmm. kind of camp. Um, Firmly with me. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much with you, yeah. Yes, but um, I don't know whether... The, the watchers or listeners know, but we uh, Lithgow is is fairly well known for an annual Halloween festival mm-hmm. where they block off Main Street and they have uh, cosplayers and um, street fair and a whole lot of things. And we just found that uh, more and more children were getting involved with it. Primary schools were taking children on walking tours of the Main Street and all those sorts of things. And we just we we felt that there was a need for us to engage mm. somehow with it. Um, and I'm, I was saying I led a mission team to Lithgow in 1998 mm. and then came here to Annandale and uh, it was wild Halloween in Lithgow 20 years ago compared yeah. to here. And so you've been ahead of the game on this for a long time. Well, I think, our, yes. Personally, we were actually behind the game, although the town was ahead of the game mm. in that way. Yeah. So Craig, Halloween, is it, is it evil? Is it permissible, beneficial, harmful? All of the above. Dominic, I'm, I'm thinking particularly uh, 1 Corinthians 9 and 1 Corinthians 10. Uh, 1 Corinthians 9, we've got Paul saying he'll do anything. He'll become anything. To the Jews like the Jews, to the wind, to the ghosts like the ghosts. To... So that some might be saved. Um, but we have to read 1 Corinthians 9 in its context, and we know that what comes after chapter 9 is, well, chapter 10, where he uh, writes to the Corinthians about it, being careful how you exercise the freedom you have in Christ. And in particular, whilst everything is permissible, not everything is beneficial, and we must be uh, aware, our pastor's heart must be attuned to the weaker brother, the weaker sister. So, uh, We want to be careful how we tread in this space, but I think there's some great opportunities to both uh, build up the young people in our church and also to reach our community. Let's come to those in a moment, but both of you, as you've embarked in mission in this space, have had Christians on either side of that debate of where it's permissible and where it's beneficial. Let's start with you, Kirsten. 
Well, we yeah, we've, we've had uh, parents in our children's ministry who love the idea of dress-ups and our, our kids love the idea of dress-ups. And so for them, Halloween was this wonderful opportunity of community building um, where you have neighbourhoods out together, street parties, people getting involved with visiting their neighbours, getting to know their neighbours, and as part of that the kids were dressing up and going around getting uh, mm-hmm. lollies and things. And then on the other end of the spectrum we had parents who were very well aware of the spiritual reality of, mm. of Halloween and how there was a glorification in a sense of what was death and uh, dark and evil. And, and for those parents it was actually a matter of conscience to remove the kids from those celebrations and to say, no, 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 we're, we're the people of light and therefore we shouldn't be involved in this. Mm. And so as we came with our children's ministry, we came sort of into this context of helping the parents who wanted to engage with their communities to see the opportunities of evangelism in that space, but then also wanting to honour the heart of the parents who loved their children and didn't want their kids to be what they saw as being um, put into a dangerous position Mm. of glorifying what shouldn't be glorified. Mm. So how do you navigate it as a senior minister, Craig, in a way other than my bury my head in the sand strategy? (laughs) Yeah, I I can think of at least three groups of parents from my time at Neutral Bay. Uh, The the first group, local families who saw what was happening, not so much in Neutral Bay, but there were two streets in Mossman, one one of the wealthiest suburbs Mm. uh, in in Sydney. They didn't shut the main street, but they may as well have. Mm. Every house got into it. Um, The the homeowners would often take the day off work to, to prep their houses, dress up in all sorts of ghoulish and gory Costumes. So there were some uh, local families uh, from churches take their kids down um, Holt Avenue and Spencer Road, I think they were. Um, then there were some American expat families who were with us, and it was interesting hearing them talk about Halloween in America. It wasn't so uh, death-focused and, and ghouls and, and goblins and, and, and the, the dark side. It was just a chance just to pumpkins and pumpkins lollies. and dress up as fifties rockers or a superhero. Yeah. Not necessarily go straight to the undead. Mm. And then there was a third group who, like your um, parishioners at, at Lithgow, who saw it actually as, as participating in the demonic and were very cautious mm. about uh, their children in particular and the church in general engaging at all with it. And so as a senior minister, as I try and navigate these different approaches, uh, I can recall one family in particular from the third camp were just dead against it. And as we talked about how we as a church might approach it, and we, we might tease this out later, I was able to agree with this family that they would stay at home and they would stay at home on their knees mm-hmm. praying for what the church was doing. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a great example to me of unity within the diverse body of Christ, mm. all coming together that the body might be built up and the head Jesus might be honoured. Mm. So I, I take it there's three, broadly speaking, potential pragmatic strategies. One, the do nothing, bury your head in the sand. Two is 
recognise that there are kids in our church who want to go lolly collecting or want to do something to do with lollies and they're not that interested in the um, the spiritual issues or the ghoulishness or anything like that. And then there's actually thinking about an outreach to how can we capitalise on it for, for Jesus. Well, let's take approach two and approach three. And <laughs> which did you do in Lithgow? Well, I think um, we, for many years, we kind of went along with approach one of uh, because what what happened with the festival was because the festival was on a Saturday, it it drew away the neighbourhood aspect of Halloween mm-hmm. and took it to the main street. So instead of having streets full of children um, trick or treating, they all went trick or treating up and down the main street. Mm-hmm. And so we, we just did, left the Anglican shop closed. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was that was a what happened a bit later. But but uh, initially, there was a, a group of of Christians from our church who had a prayer meeting in the church, which was one street away from the festival, and they just prayed for the whole festival. And then we thought that using the opportunity of an outreach being a, a light in a dark space was actually a really useful thing. And so we organised. Uh, a specific. So it's taking on ghoulishness, light well, and dark. Yeah. yeah, I think the the approach that we we thought about took a bit of a cue from C.S. Lewis's idea of the the deeper magic, uh, the sense in which um, we wanted to think about the message that Halloween was kind of portraying was that there was community, there was fun, there was enjoyment, but it was couched within this very dark kind of space. And so we wanted to say well, there's actually a deeper magic here, that the gospel is is good news and light and joy, you know, in, in this dark space. And so one, the first, uh, back in 2017, we organised an outreach event in our church uh, while the festival was going. We um, asked Stuart Robinson, who was an illusion to come out and so we had a magic show uh-huh. in in the church um, one street away from the festival and we sold tickets for it and we filled the church um, in the middle of this festival. Um, there were some complaints when he gave a gospel presentation from people who were not expecting it um, but it was a really good it, it was us stepping into the community and saying here is something fantastic to think about in the middle of this and then the year after that the Anglicare shop opened directly in the main street and so we went again with that concept of the deeper magic an idea of sanctuary in the middle of you know taking from the medieval church the the concept of the church being a place of light in the middle of the community and so we we had an outreach activity that happened within the shop and we used the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe as the theme. Oh, really? Mm. Craig, you yeah. called it All Hallows' Eve. We did. Yeah, we we, we had two, um, I guess, um, philosophical um, uh, motives for wanting to engage with Halloween. Uh, the first, well, Halloween's on the 31st of October. All Saints' Day is on the 1st of November. And the night before uh, was was known um, in a previous era as All Hallows' Eve. Which is, I guess, where we get that name. Where we get the name Halloween. Halloween. And All All Saints' Day was a chance to to thank God for the departed saints, those who have gone to glory. And so 
we um, wanted to steal it back. We wanted to redeem Halloween. So we were very clear to call it not a Halloween celebration, but an All Hallows Eve celebration. And the, the second... Um, uh, Did people, anybody get that distinction yeah. apart from the highly literate Christians? Well, no, because we made it a feature of what we did in the church in the afternoon, the early right. evening, yeah. um, to explain this is not about death and gore. This is about life and life to the full. Um, so it actually gave you the, the way in co- to the gospel. Correct. We're, we're educating you about the yeah. real history of this that's, event. Yeah. That, that, that's right. And, and the second, I guess, uh, philosophical approach we, we took was and yes, we're coming up to Halloween. We're also in footy season. I think footy gives us a great metaphor here. If you're a little guy and there's a big guy running at you, you are not going to stop him cold in his tracks. The best you can do is use his momentum to push him over the sideline or move him to where you want him to go. So we thought, let's see if we can use all this hype and excitement in the local area around Halloween, like it was at Lithgow. How can we leverage that for gospel good. A bit like Paul at the Acropolis in Acts 17, when he walks around, he sees these temples to every uh, deity. He could have got up and said, you blokes are just having an each way bet and you're all wrong. Let me tell you how it is. He didn't say that. He, he, he started, he said, men of Athens, I see you are very religious. And I can imagine his hearers might have thought, yeah, this guy's onto something. We'll, we'll listen to him some more. And he moved them from the known to the unknown. They, he moved them from what they knew to what they didn't know, and he took them to the statue of the, of the unknown God, and he told them about the unknown God, uh, mm-hmm. the Lord Jesus. And we wanted to take the momentum in our culture and see if we could bend and subvert it and, and steal it back toward the original intent of All Hallows' Eve, by explaining its origins and explaining we don't have to fear the ghouls, the goblins, the gore, the the, the undead, because we've got Jesus and he's alive and he offers life to all who come after him. Mm. Now, spinning off from what you've just said, one of my friends has talked about um, uh, on a Facebook post having cut out cardboard tombstones with Bible verses about the victory of Jesus over darkness and death. And uh, I thought, oh, that's an interesting idea. And then I thought, how are the parents of our suburb going to react to the kind of like tombstones like that? And it all all suddenly becomes, we've just been looking at spiders and then it suddenly Mm. becomes a little bit more real when you're looking at gravestones. Mm. What do you think of that idea? Would you do that? Would you go that far? If, if I had a, a church that looked like the kind of church that should have a graveyard next to it, then I, I, I think it would work. Um, and people are coming to a church. Um, we want to be clear on who we are and what we stand for. So I'd give it a go mm-hmm. if I had the, the, the right space and location for it. Kristen? Oh, look, Lithgow Main Street has decorations like carts with mannequins with sheets looking like bodies so um, <laughs> you'd still be pretty tame stones are kind of tame by comparison they have, uh, have they had uh, workshops up at the high school teaching the students how to put zombie makeup on so um, cardboard uh, <laughs> that's just nothing soft yeah, just wusses here. Well, yeah. <laughs> look it's it's telling people about the hope and the joy and I think that's that's part of what we want to leverage isn't it Craig like what you were talking about 
people are excited about Halloween. Mm-hmm. They love the thrill of it and the joy of it. And as Christians, we want to come along with there is joy in this gospel because there's there's this deep and real truth that you can know that if you put your trust in Jesus, death has no fear for you mm. because you have that offer of life eternal afterwards. Um so, you know, ways that we can, can say, yeah, that's fun, but here's a, here's a more exciting fun. Um, not necessarily fun, but, he, but here's a more lasting and solid truth and hope that you can have in Jesus. Mm-hmm. I should say that couple that I spoke of who were again at, um, at church, and once I'd explained to them that we weren't celebrating Halloween, we were celebrating All Hallows' Eve, and it was very clear in all of our, our signage um, and in our, our comms, they moved from being dead against it to being happy that we were doing it, even though they, in good conscience, wanted no part of it, which is why they said they were happy to stay at home on their knees and praying for us. Mm. Now, um, I guess there's another question of just how much effort you put into Everything, you know, mm. <laughs> and and so we've got a big effort in Christmas. We've got all these different things, and can, have we got the energy to, to pull this off? Mm. Um, uh, you sound like you were driven to it by the fact that it was such a big thing culturally, and in neutral by as well, it was such a big thing culturally. As you've engaged with other ministers, mm. what would your advice be to some, to someone in an area where it's not such a huge huge thing as in your space? I think the key of hospitality is a really good hook to be thinking about. And it doesn't need to be a bigger than Ben-Hur event uh, in your church, but helping the, the lay members of your church to consider hospitality as a way of opening the door to the gospel mm-hmm. is a really good idea, I think. So if you have members of your so if you've got a church that's away from the center of everything the church building doesn't get particularly affected by the surrounding halloween individual church members can organize something in their street to be welcoming and hospitable and you know share some of the good news of jesus through their hospitality um it's it's not always like there i've seen on the internet particularly from america you know the the internet jokes about the kids who went to a house expecting candy and then received a tract mm-hmm. um, and that's all they got. And so their response to that was, oh, this is a horrible house, you know. But but a, a welcoming and warm hospitality that, that helps people. Well, you gave them a, a free sausage or something like that. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they get welcomed, they get, they get treated as people who matter because they do matter to God. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a, a principle. So I'd say hospitality mm-hmm. is a good. Craig, your yeah. advice for, for those of us who it's not quite as hot as in your territory. Yeah, I, I think if it's if it's not as hot, if if there's no energy and momentum uh, around Halloween, I wouldn't beat yourself let up. Let it go past. Yeah, I'd, I'd just let it go through to the keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, don't don't beat yourself up mm. over it. Um, I'm I wonder whether. Uh, we're, we're called to make the most of every opportunity. I'm wondering how much of an opportunity is there in, in that particular context. There was opportunity aplenty where I was, so we seized it. But if it's not a big deal, 
in your neck of the woods, I'd, I'd just let it go past you. Let it go past. One cool idea I noticed that you did that I that I liked was um, uh, fluffy toys. Yes. Speak to me about fluffy toys. <laughs> well, I have to I have to give the credit to Stephanie Sears, who was working. Well, she still works with Anglicare in that, and so part of the part of the shops. Uh, focus in that space was to provide a light and encouraging and safe space for people to come into in the middle of the street festival. So outside there were zombies wandering up and down the street and there were people in with blood on their faces and axes in their heads and all sorts of things. Um, and and the, we, we had a space where the children could come in and receive a little bit of sanctuary in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did get quite a few tearful children coming up whose parents were from out of town and they got a little bit more than they bargained for. They're just a bit overwhelming, though. Yeah, well it, was, well, it was a bit nightmarish for some of them, yeah. yeah. Um, and so the space, we, we deliberately had no uh, spiders or pumpkins or ghouls or anything like that. It was all very much an, a Narnia theme. So yeah. we had the um, – so back in 2019, we had all of the, the windows were done up like the snow and the lamppost and mm-hmm. the, the wardrobe and everything. And and we brought people in and uh, the senior minister at the time read through one of the picture books of, of mm-hmm. um, Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. We had colouring in for the kids to do. And instead of handing out lollies um, – Lots of people had thankfully donated lots of little tiny toys to Anglicare, and so well, they just were thinking, just handed out. Fluffy toys breed. Oh, they so do. You, yes. You, I mean, so donate them to Anglicare, and then your shops can give them away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. So we just went through bags and bags and bags of them. Word got out up and down the street, and so we had all of these children coming in, wanting little fluffy toys, and instead of the chocolate, and so they got something better than what they were anticipating. Instead of getting a, a, a chocolate bar, they got a, a, something they could keep and take home and, and wrapped. There's a bow wrapped around the necks of the little toys with a little card that links to our church website and, mm. and things like that. And so it was it was low-key, but it gave them that opportunity to come back later. My guests on The Pastor's Heart, Kristen Young. She is the Director of Student and Community Care at Sydney Missionary and Bible College and Craig Roberts, CEO of Sydney's Anglican Youth Works and also the former Minister of Neutral Bay Anglican Church. My name's Dominic Still. You've been with us on The Pastor's Heart and we will look forward to your company next Tuesday afternoon.